we were doing video. I, I actually I'm wearing my skivvies as well. So if you record video, you might be able to see my penis. We're not recording. Okay. We're not recording video. This okay, is good. Just, this is just for us to be able to see each other. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's important for us to see each other in our underwear. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we can get into it. We're all yeah. professionals here. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And today we have a very special guest. They were one of our first guests ever on this podcast. We're gracious enough to come on. And I, I got to be honest, after they came on, like a rocket, the show oh, took yeah. off. Oh, yeah. And we and, owe this know. man a lot. <laughs> so, Jesse Farrar, thank you so much uh, for returning back to the show that you helped build. Yeah, oh. Kingmaker. Wow. That's too much. Um Hmm. If I if I had such a hand in your success, it's amazing I'm not more successful myself. Maybe I need to I need to focus some of that energy yeah. in my own life. You, a little sh- you bit. should guest on some of your stuff, to be honest. With you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could give you some advice. No says, but doctor, I am Jesse Farrar. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's very nice of you to say. I'm happy to be back. Um I uh it's funny that you mentioned that because it it is strange how many things. Well, I guess not strange, but it is. Um, it's notable how many of the things, um, started by people that we all know, kind of happened around the same general time. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's probably a lot of reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting to think about how long this uh this ecosystem has been going yeah. on. You know, I I think that maybe one of the reasons for it, um, and not to be too crass was seeing that Chapo Trap House was making hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. on Patreon, I That's think right. is maybe part of the reason why it, it all happened around that one specific time. <laughs> I would agree. I mean, I can remember I can remember my exact mindset. Um, <laughs> I mean, I can remember thinking, and I, maybe this is like a very common thought for people to have who, I guess at that time I would have described, I don't know, it, it seems like it was a, uh, it seemed like it was a risk, at that mm-hmm. time, now it seems extremely uh, risk-free to do. Oh yeah, yeah. are you telling me? Yeah, like you know, now, now, as of the last like year and a half, I'm like, you fucking suckers stayed at your jobs, <laughs> you fucking fools. <laughs> you all thought it was so funny for me to be working from home at all times, never seeing another human being. Well, who's fucking laughing now? <laughs> No one. <laughs> no, no one's no, laughing. No, we're, we're it's a miserable. bad time. <laughs> we're all miserable now. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can, I can remember that exact thing because, and people who have ever heard YKS will maybe know this if they even dare to go this far back, which don't. Um, <laughs> but uh, I can remember Mike and I recording and I was like, okay, we got this all set up. And I'm so, I was so stupid then and I'm so stupid now, but mm. I was like even more stupider at that time. And it was a matter of, and it, this has happened to so many people over the years, you click the wrong input in Audacity, mm. and it ruins your day. Oh, yeah. Um, yes. But I remember thinking, Mike, I know this sucks, but you got to start somewhere. And if we don't put this out, there's going to be 10 more podcasts out there next week, <laughs> and we'll never get any fucking traction. You right. know? I already fucking missed Bitcoin. I got to get a podcast out like today. Oh, God. And then we missed Bitcoin like a hundred more times after that. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I remember my friend was telling me like when the like fucking 
A six hundred like GT was out. Like the A eight hundred GT like first came out. It's like, oh man, you gotta get on this Bitcoin thing. You should get a good graphics card. Just leave it running while you're at work. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> man? Like, come on. Like, I'm gonna leave my computer running. There's run no my way. Electric a th- there's no way a three D mark, uh, you know, benchmark is gonna make me money. Fuck off. Yeah, like, and so I completely ignored it, completely blew it off. And this was the sweetest man. He was a really good friend of mine, but I completely blew him off. And now it's like, oh, wait, I could just be like a millionaire now if I would have listened to him. You know, the thing is this, like, I thought back then that Bitcoin was stupid and Mm. I was right, but I misunderstood how, like, useful stupid shit is. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I misunderstood how stupid the world was and so how, like, how well bitcoin would fit into our stupid world uh so i was off on that i think yes yes that is my that's my pledge to myself from from now on is you see something that's so stupid it defies belief okay you get to say that but you still drop like 20 bucks on it i know this is like how i feel i'm like you know uh, even if i see see something that's so stupid that like seems so self-evidently stupid you got to remember you live in america in 2021 Mm -hmm. you know so like there's context to all this you know what i mean uh uh so you know jump in i guess yeah Yeah, i guess this would equally apply to people who uh jumped in on donald trump very early because that was no one thought that was going to be a thing it was only like him and the clintons that believed he could do it really (laughs) and you know maybe maybe epstein too maybe maybe jeffrey uh, gave him some encouraging words but that was it now jesse i know you put it in your writer i'm not allowed to mention the tweet i'm not (laughs) allowed to mention the tweet but as a journalist Mm-hmm. As a, a journalist, what was sorry going for the on gotcha. Today, sorry for the gotcha. As a, with the impeachment tr- trial going on as we speak in the Senate, mm-hmm. will Donnie wriggle out of this one? Well, i i did I did something I almost never do a few weeks ago um, when a guy who I genuinely don't know. I guess he's. I'm thinking he's like, I think he works on MSNBC or just NBC or whatever. He's in that group of guys that I, you know, that's fine. Do do whatever it is you do is fine. Yeah. And you uh, you work at a building where you have a key card to get in and the elevator needs a key card. All good. (laughs) That's a different type of life. All good. If if that's how you want to live, it's good. Yeah. I don't need to know what your job is at what show. You don't need to know like what model of refrigerator I have. Like it's it's equally irrelevant to both of us. It makes no difference. Um, But he did a screenshot of the post Mm -hmm. and was like, basically the gist of it was like, well, had a good run, but you know what? Finally, I think it's time to say that it's over. And now I don't care about that because it was a joke. So it's not a prophecy by me. I don't know dick. Um, (laughs) So the fact that anyone saw that and thought that it was prophetic in some way is really more funny than it is like... uh, invigorating for me Mm -hmm. um but of course i recognize that it's become a meme and that's fine um but i did reply to that and and basically say like you're not right you know (laughs) i was i was joking but you're not right right like what do you think is the what do you think he got out of he already won 
He's like, I, I don't know how old he is. How old is Trump? He's like 70-something 70 years old. 75 or something like that. Yeah. It's, fucking fuck our, it's over, dude. It's yeah. been over for the long... It was over before I even made the post. He right. won already. Right. His life has been fucking incredible by any standard. Do I want it? No. Yeah. But he got what he wanted the whole time well, and will do it forever. So, and even now, it's like, you know, holy shit, like, I guess this tweet is over. Like, Donald Trump is finally defeated, going and living in his castle. Uh, <laughs> made of gold. Castle yeah. Made of gold in Florida as the um, as the central figure of a uh, political religion, uh, right. having received like the second most presidential votes uh, of all time. He is soundly defeated. There yeah. he goes. He must. He must hate this. He <laughs> no, hates it. <laughs> I, I do think he's mad that he can't post. I do think that's true. Sure. Yes. I think that is like a, a thorn in his side, and it's okay to like spike the football on that a little bit and be like, "Ha ha!" You know, yeah. he's mad. You're mad. You're big mad, and right, that's right. okay. We can get some enjoyment out of that. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rain on that parade. That's fun for everybody. But yeah. I mean, can- look. I in the end when it comes down to it is uh I have a very strong anti-mod political belief and so like when it comes down to it like I still must stand against the mods uh even yeah. though it is funny that Donald Trump got banned off of the forum. Yeah, it's it's funny but at the end of the day like I I mean did he, he doesn't really care that much like it was a thing he could do but like he has all these other weird obsessions that he can get into like he just like before twitter he just golfed more like basically yeah. so like he's like a super rich guy so it's like it's not like actually damaging him or his lifestyle he just has to pour his time and money into something else that he'll probably actually enjoy more than like posting on twitter probably running for president again to be honest with you yeah i mean Uh, or anything he wants he could start a tv show and talk to america that way he can start his own network if he really wanted to and Mm -hmm. just like he doesn't need twitter really i saw i saw a news article that was like and former trump aide says like trump is happier since leaving twitter and i saw a lot of people being like (laughs) oh like he's trying to say i'm not even mad i'm laughing and stuff and i'm like that's probably true it's probably true that for every human being ever i I think i can tell you (laughs) that i left the website and you know it does make you feel happier not to be on it now it sucks to not exist anymore and i'm sure that trump feels the same way that i do he's like man it sucks that i don't exist any longer (laughs) and like (laughs) nobody gives a shit about me because i'm not on this particular message board but you know i i do think that trump is probably feeling okay sitting in his like gold castle um you know watching tv still be all about him this is like what he likes more than anything is watching everybody talk about him on tv while he like sits at home yeah i that's i mean that's certainly how i would feel i i would caution against um, grafting too much of like what I would say is sort of a reasonable person's mm-hmm. uh, psychic profile onto Donald Trump. <laughs> you know, you're right. A, a normal person being forced off the website might like come away with a clear head and be like, oh, what, the, uh, what was I even? Like, <laughs> oh, what? that was so weird. I was having the strangest dream, you know, <laughs> but, but like his whole life is fucking crazy. Like he's never yeah. done anything that's made any sense to me. So yeah. it, it, I, I believe that he could be waking up every day and just like, shuffling around the house like pissed off and and moaning and all this shit i also could believe like you said he's golfing all day long and then says something that's like kind of funny to someone about not being on the site and they're like damn he's like big mad about not being on the site anymore dude (laughs) and he's just like goofing off because he's insane like nothing he says makes any sense he's fucking crazy yeah 
Yeah. Well, I, I, I we, we should say about the, uh, uh, you know, we were talking about the impeachment. We are talking about him wriggling out of this, this mm. last one. Um, do we think that Donald Trump uh, is likely to finally be hoisted by a petard of his own making uh, as this trial goes through the Senate? Um, you know, I know that the Republicans have already said that they're going to vote against it as a block uh, and that there's basically no way they can get the two-thirds majority, but... You know, that's discounting the fact that these, you know, House managers have made some very, very compelling arguments and that the Republicans might be sort of, you know, led by like honor or, you know, by uh, <laughs> they might be convinced that to do the honorable thing and for love of country and everything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, this this is a great television event where, you know, Donald Trump might really be true, truly done forever. Yeah, the number one thing is to tune in. <laughs> uh, don't touch that dial because that's you never what, know what will happen next it's literally on court tv it's literally that's what they're showing because <laughs> because covid is ravaging the country and everybody who's supposed to be going through their speed trial is actually just festering uh in jail uh court tv doesn't have anything to show so they're Bummer. showing the uh impeachment of the ex-president and current emperor of florida uh, <laughs> donald trump which has absolutely positively zero chance of convicting him right. whatsoever um i don't know what the point is what the purpose is i actually i do think i think it's inexcusable for them not to be all hands on deck on covid 24 7 i don't they shouldn't be doing anything but that but the fact that they're spending time on this you know theater because they were the ones that felt scared right and threatened for a change um it, it just it really does piss me off it's a waste of I, it's not clearly a waste of time as the first impeachment was and they all felt it was a waste of time because no one gave a shit what by the time the election came and they're counting on people caring two years from now when the midterms come that the republicans embarrassed themselves by standing um with their party and their party leader i i, I just want to wake up one day and have democrats realize that republicans Republicans actually like winning, yeah. and you can't shave them into wanting to be losers like you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, listen, like, uh, there's not a chance that this man uh, is convicted of this impeachment. Um, actually, the argument that they are making that you can't impeach someone who's not the president um, does have some merit, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, as you, If you look at the Constitution, it says that, like, they can be convicted and removed from office. It doesn't say, like, convicted. Like, it says they can be removed from office and barred from running again. It doesn't say or. Um, you know, I just think the whole thing is a fucking mess, and there was no chance of it ever happening to begin with. But it is fun to watch everybody who is a Trump addict try to squeeze just a little more juice out of live <laughs> tweeting this. I'm watching all the same people, like, live tweeting every minute of this and being like, oh, my God, did his lawyer really just say that? And I'm like, you are an addict. You're addicted yeah. to Donald Trump, and this is just like squeezing. You're like now like squeezing the last little bit out of the boxed wine bag. You know what I mean? Like, right. like because you want more of the television show. Um, I don't know. It's just nothing's going to happen with this. And like Leslie said, and frankly, I watched the stuff yesterday with like they're like here's the never before seen footage of like you know the senators in danger, and it's like Chuck Schumer walking up a ramp and then walking back down the ramp. That's like the this is the footage like it's like Mitt Romney walking in a hallway and somebody saying like turn around and then he like 
turns around. You know oh, what I mean? The, I'm oh, like, the, the, the Mitt Romney thing is so funny. It's so funny because this was their big bombshell, right? The news that Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer may have almost been in danger. And they showed this video of the black cop that they were trying to call like uh, T'Challa. The hero. <laughs> the hero cop, right? And what you see actually happen is like the protesters start coming up and like he pulls out his stick and then he kind of just stands there and they just ignore him and kind of just like wander past him. <laughs> And he's like, stop, stop. And they just kind of ignore him. And then he just like runs in the other direction, <laughs> like runs full speed in the other direction. And then as he's running away, he happens to run into Mitt Romney. And then he's like, come on, you got to go. And, and, like, and this- doesn't stop. Doesn't stop. Doesn't he, stop. Which, I, which I have to actually hand it to him. That would yeah. be me too. I would just keep running and be like, Mitt, you got to go. Like- <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, like. What is the worst? So the worst thing in the world that could have happened is that like Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer might have gotten like screamed at and yelled at. Maybe uh, Matt Christman suggested they may have gotten like suplexed or something, so, so, some sort of power bomb maneuver or something like that. Maybe a diamond color, but nothing like these are not people who care about our lives in any way, shape, or form. So I don't know why the you know, the relief that we need to save our lives is not the priority. And instead, the priority is like punishing Trump for suggest for somehow getting like putting uh, Mitt Romney and Chuck Schumer in danger, even though Mitt Romney like what is like friends with Trump and endorse Trump and try to get in his cabinet and all this shit. And it's completely and entirely complicit in anything Trump ever did. Yeah, I I, I, I don't know. I didn't see the behind-the-scenes footage. I, I'm inclined to believe that at a certain point, somebody probably would have tried to chop someone's head off. Sure. Um, which, whether that's good or not, is not for me to say, I suppose. <laughs> I wouldn't do it personally. Sure. Um. I, so I think it's probably normal to say, look, don't chop too many heads off. Um. <laughs> I think that's probably okay to say in certain circumstances. Um. But I didn't see the footage about the ramp, so I don't. I can't speak to the ramp necessarily. Um, but the, you're you're right. They don't care about us. And I, the one thing I did say, and I'm not. I, I don't make my bones as a political prognosticator, like I said before. But I did sort of feel like I had a brief moment of clarity, in which I said, oh, "You think this is fucking crazy? Wait till they don't even care about this." Right. And they like immediately stopped caring about this this thing that happened to them. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that's like, even though I did see it coming, it's fucking wild. Like I would be pissed. I, I know it's not, it's, it's different. They're rich and powerful. I'm some dope and they don't live there also, but to make a sort of a broken analogy, if someone just walked into my house and started like messing around and being like, me, 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 and didn't ultimately chop my head off, but still were like fucking around where I'm at. I would be mad. I'd be like, these guys got to stop doing, I'm, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I wouldn't go on TV later and be like, well, it was okay that someone was in here like fucking around with me for a while. I don't want that. I don't want to be fucked with by anybody. Leave me alone. But yeah. they did very quickly. A lot of them very quickly were like, that was fine that that happened. And I, I don't know where that comes from, man. Just like, just a little self-respect, I think, would be enough to say, <laughs> knock it off, don't you think? I mean, in the end, I do think that, you know, 1-6, I watched it happen live. I watched it happen, and I feel the same way that I did when I watched it happen, which was, I was like, this is pretty crazy. It's really funny, but this is pretty crazy footage. <laughs> this is pretty crazy footage to watch these, like, Trump guys, like, get in and kind of wander around, but, like... 
as I watched it live, I was like, okay, these guys are getting in and they're staying in between like the rope, the ropes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I watched live as like the cops were yelling at them to leave and they all left like a big crowd at Comic Con. You know what I mean? I'm like, and I agree with Leslie that we are in COVID. 100,000 people died of COVID last month. You know, uh, uh, at the start of in the start of this year, we're on track to have so many more deaths than the 400,000 that happened last year. And at a certain point, I'm like, I I'm watching Chuck Schumer with like like surrounded by guys with guns walking up a ramp and then walking back down the ramp. You know what I mean? Like, I I truly feel that any you know, I, I truly feel like. Like the woman who died at Amazon because she was like the person that was supposed to be testing them for COVID and they didn't give her any PPE. And so she died. I'm like, that to me is far more frightening than like Chuck Schumer having a slightly scary afternoon. Yeah, I mean, the most frightening thing that's happening in the country, the most deadly thing is the school reopenings. Already, like over 600 teachers have died of Mm -hmm. COVID. 600. More, like, there's more people who have died in, like, your county, possibly. More teachers who have died in your county from COVID than died at 1-6. And the Democrats are pushing for their reopening. And county by county, they are pushing for it. State by state, they are pushing for it. Exactly as Trump did. And this is going to be incredibly deadly and dangerous. We're not ready to do this. We're not even close to ready to do this. It's going to put kids in danger. It's putting teachers in danger. It's putting everybody in danger and like they're all on board. So like, like how can you talk to me about your safety and how you were scared? Like what do you, how do you think teachers feel right now? They're, they're teachers who are terrified right now because of what you're doing to them. And also, you know, they don't have autonomy. You know what I mean? It's like when Mm -hmm. I watch like Congress people talking about how they were scared, I'm like, well, you can fucking do something about it. You know what I mean? Like the rest of us are just living in your hell. Like you can get out there and start doing shit on any of this. Like the rest of us just have to do whatever the fuck you say. Uh, And I was going to say on the school reopenings, this is one of the things where it's like, you know, I'm starting to think that the only reason the country ever shut down in the first place was because of governors being reactive to Trump. You know what I mean? Like we were in a situation where we had all these Democrat governors uh, um, who when Trump was like, open it up, they were able to be reactive and be like, sir, no way, sir. I will never do what Trump says. But now that Biden's in and he's like, open her up, they're like, well, he listens to science. Let's do it, folks. Let's get going. Um, So in some ways, I'm like, you know, our Democrat governors, like it is almost like more dangerous (laughs) when they don't have someone to be reactive to. I'll never have a Democrat governor here in <laughs> Tennessee, so I, I just don't – I don't know. I mean, I I do find myself reacting to California's governor and New York's governor being like, these fucking schmucks. And it's like, oh, that's I, – I have a worse guy, so right. I don't even <laughs> – why am I even I'm – not, I'm not paying attention to what my guy is doing all that much either, so maybe I should just butt out. But yeah, the, the school reopening thing is completely psycho. I think – I don't think you're wrong that – for a lot of people, it is is a reactionary thing that they were able to do and posture and so forth. I also do think there was just a time limit on it. Um, yeah. Whatever we did that was good, and I think almost everybody can agree that very little of it was all that good, and even that stuff that was good was like a fraction of what we actually needed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to whatever, mask ordinances, 
when it comes to uh, shutting down businesses. Helping businesses would be great also as well. Helping individual people would be superb. Sending, sending everybody money so we can stay at home and not That'd like, be terrific. have everybody go working at fucking BevMo for no reason. Right, <laughs> right. So all the stuff, all of that stuff um, in mind, whatever it was, was going to be... Eh, I don't know. Thirty days is like as about as much time as we're willing to give this because because it doesn't it, like there's no relationship between the severity of an event and how long we're willing to tolerate it. Right. We are inured to it. Like just it just takes fucking time, man. We had we healed as a nation over COVID nineteen when there were like six cases in the whole country. Like then we were like <laughs> we're like oh man that was so bad. But I'm really glad it's over because I got to get back out there. I got to do my shit. I'm yeah. on my grind. Like it doesn't fuck. There's no yeah. relationship between any of it. So I think hypothetically speaking, Trump part two. Are we also doing this psycho shit? I think we probably are yeah, still I doing this. I think point. people yeah. are very tired of this. And I'm hey I'm right there with you. I'm tired of it too. I'm homeschooling my kids. It's driving me fucking crazy. I love my children very much. Um, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a skilled uh, educator at all. I'm trying my best, um, but it's it's very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. combined with all of the other stuff, you know, my wife is a teacher, um, so I'm thinking about that all the time. Um, you know, I, I again back to posting, as I guess it always comes back to posting. I, <laughs> you know, when I mentioned, uh, I mentioned, hey, schools have actually been open the whole time. Yeah. Um, I did get a lot of pushback from people who are like, uh, what are you talking about? Yeah. The school in my city of 25 million people has been closed this whole time. It's been completely remote or whatever the fuck. And I was like, well, you know, there are lots of places that are not that. Yeah. Um, if my kids had gone to their normal school, they would have been in school every single day, the entire school year. There was no hybrid for elementary school kids here. There was no, I mean, you could opt into remote learning, but that's the same thing as what I'm doing now, except for I get to set the schedule. And I'm lucky to be able to do that because my wife's a teacher. So she sets the curriculum for us. We don't have to do the thing that's maybe, in my opinion, artificially bloated to withstand eight hours a day of school. We mm -hmm. get it all done in four or five hours a day. You know, we don't have to worry about like what I don't even know what they do. I don't know what they do all day, but we we get to operate our own schedule like that. So that's that's really cool for us. It's also driving me nuts, but it's cool. But. There, there are people who were just done with it from the first the first yeah. chance they could get the get their kids out of the house. They were okay with it. And the other thing is, teachers were also over it as well. Teachers overwhelmingly wanted to go back, um, at least in this area. Oh, and, it's, it's it's very different depending on yeah their area. Right, yeah, right, right. Because teachers are people too. So. All of the bad beliefs that people have in general here are shared by teachers right. as well, right? It's a big political thing, and so yes, yeah. like you know, yeah. So you know, it sucks. It really sucks. I think I think everybody was was done with it. Uh, I think everybody was done with it very very quickly, and that's I don't know, man. We're a sick we're a sick place. Yes, this is just why like it's not ever going to end in America, and that's like a sad yeah. that's a sad thing to sort of come to reckon with or whatever. But like you know, we're it's like on the track right now if, if we if we want to get to the 80 percent vaccines or whatever the fuck they talk about number one that's never going to happen because mm -hmm. like 25 percent of people are like i'll never take it because it has like a bill gates you know tracking device in it or something like that but number two you know it, at the rate we're going it's going to take like seven years uh, um to even get there and the reason for that is that um 
we suck at everything and this country sucks and we're not good at doing anything and we were just coasting off of like selling everybody weapons in World War II for a hundred years <laughs> and so like yep. that's about the long and short of it is like why why do we not have a COVID response because like we're a lazy country that export that like exports all the hard work to like slaves in other countries um, when slavery became illegal here. And so we can't do something like oversee a massive response because number one, we all hate each other and we don't want each other to like do well. We would rather see our neighbors like die. Yeah. This (laughs) is actually good to a lot of people. This is good. (laughs) And frankly, like, you know, I actually think that that is like kind of at the core of both the Trump and Biden administration COVID response is like, well, people die, people die. Like, you know, there's a kind of belief that we have um, too few resources. You know, there are people that believe that there's resource uh, scarcity. I don't agree with that. I think that there is not resource scarcity except for like, you know, it's manufactured resource scarcity to like make people make money. But as long as the people that make money are kind of in charge, then like there are going to be people in the halls of power who sort of say the idea of like, okay, well, let's look at the side of like, what if a bunch of poor people die? Is that the worst thing? Yeah. You're right. I think and, I think that's I think that's probably true. And so um, unfortunately we just live in hell and America and the most that we can hope for is for America to fail one day. And you know, I'm getting my wish more and more every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But any weird crypto coin that comes along, I am dumping a little bit of money hey, into it. I bought Dogecoin when Elon said to buy it. I hate Elon. I don't think I Elon's a smart guy, but Elon Musk said Dogecoin and I'm like, I know Did some that pay s- off? Uh, I'm I'm at that. It paid off more than any other investment I've made in my entire life. Jesus <laughs> Christ! Just why? Like why even get up out of bed if this is what it's going to be? Mm-hmm. Like what is the point? What is exactly. the point? And nurture yourself. Like make yourself like uh, you know uh, um, just just like make yourself aware that we live in like stupid like tragedy. Like you know we live in the America as farce. Geographication by internet name is the same thing. <laughs> like there's the only way to. Move in this world. God right. damn it. Yeah. Well, speaking of the comic book superheroes and posting, too, because in nerd culture today, uh, this past week, there's been a lot, a lot of moving and shaking because someone has posted themselves out of a career and someone finally, finally, uh, after too long, is being posted out of a career uh forcefully yeah. uh by the f- uh former co-workers uh and subordinates subordinates as you say say that they uh, abused so Gina Carrado and Joss uh Whedon now i i i do want to open up by saying these are both two people that I actually as far as artists have been big fans of before not Joss Whedon lately obviously but I'm a huge I've talked on the show how much I love Gina Carano as a MMA fighter actress but I also talked uh, when COVID started about how you know celebrities were kind of starting to lose it under quarantine and I Gina Carano, I follow her on Instagram, and she basically started posting stuff that is not the sort of thing you post when you're under contract for Disney and like are an act working Hollywood actress. She would post these like not necessarily political things, but she would always like copy and paste like these tweet tweets that like she mostly get from like MMA fighters because MMA fighters are just fucking wild and will post any like goofy shit, flat Earth. Uh, anti-vax doesn't matter they'll post this stuff and she started slowly kind of posting more and more of that stuff and then she got in like a little tussle a tussle with some of the woke fans because the funny thing was when she came into Star Mandalorian 
uh, all the ant the conservative nerds were mad because she like beat up four dudes in the episode by herself and so there's all these videos like star wars goes sjw again gina carano is a radical feminist taking down the patriarchy and ruining star wars like there's hundreds of these videos of them nice. mad at her coming in and so all the woke fans assumed that she was like a liberal like a like a like a like you know pretty yeah. Far for a, a left leaning gal, a Democrat, and so they were asking her, "Oh, put your pronouns in your bio. Put your pronouns on your, in your bio." And she was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> Actually, like right. she put like bleep bop bloop in her profile to like troll them because ultimately she's kind of like a reactionary dipshit. And anytime some people were trying to push her to like being kind of woke, she would like push back and say, you can't tell me what to think. You can't tell me what to do. And she started posting anti-mask stuff, anti-quarantine stuff, then anti-mask, anti-vax. Then when like the, after the election, after Trump lost, then she started posting like MAGA stuff. Like, so her, she's just like going against whatever people are saying. She doesn't have any kind of real political ideology, but she is just like not a very smart woman. And she doesn't seem to have anybody to just take her fucking phone away and tell her like if you keep trolling the libs you're going to get fired from your show and may never have a career again and she didn't listen and she got finally got canned uh to uh yesterday by disney i mean you know uh, it is so funny these culture wars will get your head all fucked up you know what i mean like it is so funny like just the whole start of it was just everybody being reactionary like the star Wars, like the toxic Star Wars fans who I guess that they really are out there are just mad to see any woman in Star Wars. I'm like, I, I, I'm like, I guess that it is real that like they truly just don't like seeing women in Star Wars, which seems so silly and backwards to me because women have always been in Star Wars. And they don't like, like Star Wars either. <laughs> I'm like, so you just don't like Star Wars. I'm like, were you mad about, you know, Leia or whatever? Um, but yeah, you just get your fucking head all twisted up if you get into this shit, because it's like, like you said, like they were all like mad that she was in it. And then like you canceled her for, for doing this. Yeah. Now they're <laughs> all the videos are like canceled for her conservative beliefs. Gina Carano, the most heroic figure in all of Hollywood, like, yeah. she, like went on the Babylon B podcast. <laughs> uh, apparently it hasn't come out yet. True story. I actually did D him her early when this was going on. It's like, Hey, come on struggle session. Uh, talk about Haywire. I love oh, the movie. Wow. Did not foresee any of this shit coming. Wow! Wow! Uh, yeah. yeah, damn, damn. That's Hate lucky. Um, <laughs> that would, that's good to avoid I, having to make a statement after the fact. It really did kind of bum me out to see her like tank her career. Like I'm the biggest Gina Carano fan in the world. I'm the biz, big, biggest Disney hater in the world. But like I can't even like say anything. They gave her plenty of chances. I she, know. Like she was like she trended like four separate times. Well, and also this one, shit. this one yesterday, I was like, you know, I'm like, because you're right. She mostly is just reposting like dumbass like Instagram, like right wing Instagrams to her Twitter or whatever. But then what she posted yesterday was like conservatives are are like Jews in the holiday cost yeah and, like, basically we're yeah. gonna end up and i'm like okay gina like that probably is going too far you know that maybe is going too far yeah it's i mean i don't i don't like siding with disney on a lot of stuff <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. it's a big company so mm -hmm. i don't need my help but 
if you put me in the middle like a dog and you say, well, over, <laughs> over here is the Disney Channel, right? And over here is uh, uh, anti-Semitism, <laughs> a Holocaust denial. I'll, I'll go over to the House of Mouse. I mean, call me crazy, but I actually like I some of the damn Star Wars these days. And, you know, the, the Holocaust denial stuff, that's not even that good. That's not good. You know, you can't be doing that stuff. I don't yeah. like that. I mean, freaking Han Solo was bad, but come on. Yeah, no, I, I didn't, know. I didn't see. I didn't see Solo. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's bad. I'm just assuming it's bad. <laughs> it I'm, just, I'm going it on was. what I heard. It's pretty was, bad. It was. It was, it was an apt comparison. To okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like with Gina Carano, for such a long time, I, they wanted to give her a show. You know yeah, what I mean? They like, had a show planned. They were for like her. ready to Ugh. give her a TV show. At this point, I'm like, did she just hate working at Disney? And she, because like I get it. If it's that, if it's like that she started working in entertainment and she was like, man, I hate liberals so much. If she was working in entertainment and she's like, I hate liberals with every fiber of my being, <laughs> I get it. I've been there, but Gina, <laughs> there's another way. It didn't yes. have to go like this. It no. didn't have to go like this. That's a no. shame. I like that I like that Mandalorian show. Can't you know be doing what? all that stuff. You know what, Jesse? There. And maybe I'm soft now. Yeah. So do I. I like to hear that. I like when people like things. Uh, maybe you know? I'm going soft these days, but I like the Mandalorian show and I like the Filoni-verse. Yeah. Well, it's fun. You know, I like the TV shows. I'll admit it. If you say so. <laughs> Disney Plus cast. Uh, but, you know, moving on, Joss Whedon, uh, creator of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Firefly, several uh, things, good and bad uh, this is one's a bit more serious, where you know Charisma Carpenter, who uh, worked for him on Buffy and Angel, uh, get, went into more detail about the story because this story has actually been out for like decades. People kind of knew that Charisma Carpenter got fired around, uh, I think, season three or four of Angel, and like Joss Whedon lost his fucking shit apparently about it and was very angry at her for getting pregnant and fucking up her show. And for anybody who know who's ever looked at Charisma Carpenter, she's just like a really like nice and chill person. And she, I, I can just imagine like this complete lunatic, potato shaped head lunatic screaming at her and her just being like, okay, Joss, I just like got pregnant. This is my family. This is my life. I understand it's inconvenient for your vampire fucking show <laughs> yeah. where you kill but, off but characters shoot. every other week anyway. And also, by it, the way, shoot waist up. It's really yes. not that hard to use a body double and just shoot like, you know, shoot a, do it like a chest up shot. It's not that hard, but whatever, Joss. Yeah, so he she went into detail about just how offensive, he, how nasty he was to her, how he like told her to get rid of it, and shit. We didn't know uh, that, like he he told her that shit, but we did know that he wrote her storyline where she had sex with the teenage son of her actual love interest of the show and was impregnated by him went into a coma, gave birth, then died. Oh. And that was how she I, was... I didn't know that. Sit off... <laughs> People like this sh show? <laughs> it, it's a good... Sh it's, that season is really bad, actually. It's actually, like, people actually hated that storyline for being bad. And we find out that it's like, yes, it was, like, a fucking weird, fucked-up revenge plot. And then uh, Michelle Trachtenberg, who also was on Buffy, just said he was... Um, very inappropriate uh, to her as a teenager. And, and, you know, we already knew that he uh, 
cheated on his wife several times with some of the actresses that worked under him. You know, he's not just a writer. He's an executive producer. He's like he's an absolute complete Hollywood 100 percent scumbag, which is, you know, of course, contradictory to his public image of being like a male feminist who writes shows about actually like maybe like the prototypical, like kind of like the first, you know, big male feminist in the modern mold, you know? Yes. And so, like, it's, it's, it's really coming down for him. This has been kind of a slow drip cancellation, but what really precipitated this was the Ray Fisher uh, basically standing up. And, and I kind of want to highlight this because Ray Fisher, I think it was his first, Justice League was his first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he signs on, does most of it with uh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder has to lead the film. They bring in Joss Whedon, and Joss Whedon acts like a maniac. And Ray Fisher, because he doesn't know enough about Hollywood to actually like know that this is supposed to be how this it goes. This is how it is, he, yeah. Like, he actually is like, no. Fuck that. That is wrong. I'm going to report him for how he treats us and how he talks to us, how he treated my co-stars. And he la- and they had to launch this big investigation. And it has already cost Ray Fisher his career. They fired – even though they WB found that uh, Joss Whedon uh, was – you know. Uh, did, created a hostile work environment and that Ray Fisher was completely credible. Everything he said was true. Um, he also, Ray Fisher's demand wasn't just that Joss Whedon get in trouble. It's also that Jeff Johns, who was a exec, high-level producer well, who got a promotion happening. since then. And also um, Walter, Hamada. Guy, Walter, Walter Hamada, Hamada the, who like, also president. got a promotion, who is now the president of W. He says, I'm not working with either of them as well. And so they fired him off this next movie after he blew the whistle that not only brought uh, all, all the stuff about Jas Whedon was doing on Justice League, but from 20 years ago on fucking Buffy. Now, Charisma Carpenter said the reason she came out was because Ray Fisher brought this out. And wow. it's, it's a shame that it took this long to come out. It's a shame that Ray Fisher had to torch his career to get this out. It's a fuck. It's fucked up that Joss Whedon even was able to get this far, given two of... Uh, Three of the biggest movies of all time, even after he treated um, the people on his TV show like complete garbage. Even his wife, who was a, his, I, I should say, like was a, also an executive producer on the show. They worked together. I, I should have mentioned that earlier. So he was absolutely awful to her as well. Just, uh, but it's fi- all finally coming down for him. I and it, and even Sarah Michelle Gellar, who starred in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Slayer, made a post that said, "You know, I love being associated with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the TV show, but I no longer want to be associated with Joss Whedon." So, as uh, even though he does have a brand new show coming out on HBO Max, they pulled they, his credit. And, they pulled his credit. So- they didn't actually get all of them. I saw one the other day, an ad. I actually mm. saw a Target ad that still has his name on it the other day. But yeah, he's he's done. He's finally done for now, maybe. I, I don't know. But why the fuck did it take so long? Why was he able... Like, he, he hasn't well, done anything Leslie, good in so long, so... The answer to that question um, is something that I used to talk about on Twitter a little bit. Um, is that, like, <clears throat> being a showrunner makes you a fucking psycho... And that's also celebrated in the industry. Like when you're a showrunner who has this kind of like toxic creativity. And he's and like is, the first showrunner too, right? Like he's like one of the first people. Like known like, showrunners. Yeah. 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 Like, um, yeah. Like I think that this kind of like toxic creativity is looked at as like a plus in Hollywood. Like if you're an absolute psycho who like is abusive to people, that's like, oh, wow, this person is like really, really passionate about their work. You know what I mean? Like this type of thing is like accepted in Hollywood and like looked at, looked at as like 
what makes you like a real cutthroat and good person. Like, you know, writ large in America, we like reward sociopathy and it's no different in Hollywood. And in fact, it's like probably even more heightened out here. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know anything about entertainment. Um, I read something today that was interesting about uh, Shelley Duvall. Um, I don't oh, know if yes. you read that with the. Uh, they did a profile on her um, about her life now, and it seems. I mean, to me, maybe it seems a little sad, but also maybe a little cathartic to read. Um, but but interesting to hear that perspective several decades on, um, having dealt with another sort of notorious psycho um, in this vein, you know. Um, but I, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying, Jack, and it, it does apply to, I think, basically everywhere else, mm-hmm. which is at a certain point we have to stop going, man, why is this successful guy so fucking like weird and mean and evil? Mm-hmm. And I think basically the, I think you should do the other thing, which is, oh, we found a guy who like has done some cool stuff and he's not yeah, I know. a megalomaniac. <laughs> That's like notable, but also put an asterisk, like just in case, like maybe he, we do find out later he is completely, right. you know, like right. a bastard, but yeah, I mean, like that. That's kind of what I think is that I'm like it is more notable if you can find a rich person who didn't get there by being a psycho and fucking yeah. people over and yeah. like you know destroying people just to like uh, just you know to get uh, one more leg up the ladder. You know what I right. mean? Like that's kind of like what I see in, in Hollywood. What I saw from people and basically like when I was starting to get rich, I was like, you know, I don't like like the way. This is making me like think about the world and other people and stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't like like what being around rich people is making me like value and shit like that, you know? Yeah, it changes your incentives because if you want to become I mean, I'm sure there are exceptions, not that the people who qualify them are listening to this, so it makes no <laughs> difference. Um the one like really nice billionaire is looking at this going like, ah fuck, man, what the shit? I thought I was doing this the right if, way. Yeah, I do. Is, if there is the one nice billionaire <laughs> listening to this, you must up your Patreon. Yeah. It is yes. time to up the Patreon <laughs> level in a big, big way. Yeah. If you want to be a good one, it's time yeah. to up it in a major way. Put your money where your mouth is, nice billionaire. Um but yeah, you, it, if you if you want to achieve that level of success, it has to be the number one thing in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's true with a lot of shit. It's just I think for the most part, people are are inclined to think of like incredible. And I put success in quotes, but riches and fame and stuff. People are inclined to think of that as almost incidental to right. Um, somebody's circumstances or somebody's goals or whatever. And sometimes that's true because there are lots of talented people who are not successful. So you might be, you might be forgiven for thinking, Oh, well, whoever gets rich and famous, it's like, I don't know. It's random. Yeah. So I can understand thinking that, but there's also the other aspect of it, which is for most people, it has to be their number one fucking goal in life to, to get to that point. And even though you might think in your head, I want to be rich what you're really thinking to yourself a lot of times is I would like to, uh, I would like to have my needs met yeah, and I would like to feel secure for myself and for my family. I I also think a lot of people think it's like, I'd like to be rich because like I deserve to be rich for the work I do. You know what I mean? Like I work really hard and I deserve to be rich. Like the thing that you're missing is that, yeah, like to become rich like that, you have to do that by slitting the throat of any person who ever threatens you, including people you love forever. You know what yeah. I mean? And you have That's to do right. it to stay up there, too. And even when you get up there, you're going to be looking at the next guy's thing and being like, fuck, I still want that. I yep. still want that next fucking thing. 
I mean, that is literally what Joss did to Zach on Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, you know, in the end, I am like, and this is not about the Snyder Cut and whatever it is, like, way more serious than that. But, like, you know, this was about, like, you know, Joss made a bad movie. Uh, and people were like, this movie sucks. I'd like to see a different cut of it or whatever. And maybe that comes from that, like, Joss made a toxic fucking work environment. You know what I mean? Like, maybe it is like a worse product, you know, or maybe not. Yeah. Or maybe not. You know what I mean? Like, these things are totally unrelated and whatever. And like, but in the end, I am like, I think so much of the like anger about the Snyder cut has this weird under undercurrent of like, because Zack Snyder is a bad guy. And I'm like, Zack Snyder is a dumbass who said he wanted to direct Atlas shrugged. And that's why you all think he's, he's a bad guy. Like how every rich liberal is a bad guy. Joss Whedon is actually at a different level, you know? And like, there are real reasons why he's a bad guy. Like, like Zack Snyder is just a dumbass who's (laughs) like rich and liberal, like every other fucking director in Hollywood. Well, Jesse, Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. A little bit more serious episode than I expected. With none of the barrel a laugh you usually get on your k- Kickstarter sucks, but where can people find that wonderful podcast? Well, it's it's pretty much anywhere the, through the magic of RSS. You know, wow. we all love this technology. Wow. Um, of course. Oh, you're the on there RSS too? Oh, you got to love RSS. Yeah, oh, you're I, talking I really... RDF site summary? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm actually just sort of waiting for some company to buy it um, and then do something with it where we can't use it anymore. That's sort of what I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to, um, and hopefully one day we will get there. Um, but yeah, it's that is. Um, although, is it funny? I kind of um, I'm thinking now. Is that funny? I have to think about that for a while because I don't. It's not my. I don't think it's my point to make it funny. I think I just turn it on and we just talk about whatever. And sometimes it's funny, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I say, "Wow, there sure is a lot of shit out there that sucks." You know, and then I, you're and right, I Jesse. That it is a little bit too much pressure to say that it's a funny show. Uh, <laughs> Jesse, Jesse does a show, and right. if you want to hear Jesse doing a show, sometimes funny, sometimes not, you can go right. check that out. But right. don't fucking expect too much if you do. Yeah. Okay, don't yeah. be an yeah, asshole. Don't, don't send me the clip that's not funny and be like, I thought this was a comedy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, folks. That was Struggle Session. Have a good one. All right, good times. Like what you hear? Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.